In late December of 2021, the Caldecott and Newberry Awards for the best children's books of the year were announced. This year, the major winners of both prizes overwhelmingly dealt with issues and themes of social activism. The winner of the Caldecott Medal, We Are the Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom and Michaela Goad, tells the story of a group of Native Americans as they strive to protect their land and their water from the advancement of a pipeline, depicted in the book as the snake. The winner of the Newberry Award, When You Trap a Tiger by Tay Keller, heavily utilizes elements of Korean folklore. Other books on the awards list dealt with themes such as finding peace after a police shooting and a man taking care of cats in the fallout of the Syrian civil war. However, at the same time as the highest awards in children's literature are celebrating books that address diversity, inclusion, and other pressing social issues, those same books are disappearing at record rates from public school libraries. According to the American Library Association's Office for Intellectual Freedom, nine out of 10 of the most challenged books of 2015 included content by or about people with disabilities, people of color, and people in the LGBTQ community. Additionally, according to NBC News, 100 of the 1,250 school districts in Texas received more than 75 requests from the community to ban books from their libraries within the first four months of the school year. For reference, just one challenge was filed in those districts within the, that same time period last year. With children's books addressing the issues and ideas of modern social activism being increasingly praised by awards and increasingly challenged by members of the public, I decided to sit down with Jennifer Ford, the librarian at Walter Hayes Elementary School, to discuss her thoughts on the importance of such themes being addressed within children's literature and her experiences with reading them to her students. My name is Jennifer Ford and I am the teacher librarian and reading intervention specialist at Walter Hayes Elementary. So how long have you been the librarian at Walter Hayes? Um, I started as librarian in 2019, um, so the year COVID hit. Um, and before that I was a classroom teacher and I've taught in five different states across the US. How often do you take the time to like read to kids like as a, in a group setting? Um, every library class for every grade. So K through five, um, I see every grade, I see every class every week, once per week. And um, other than doing digital citizenship lessons, I always read a book to them. What kind of themes do you try to incorporate like into those books that you read to the kids? Um, it depends. So if there's a, a month, especially something special about the month, like Latin X Hispanic Heritage Month, sometimes there's Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, there's, you know, all of these different themes. So I try to incorporate books that relate to those themes. Have you always read books that kind of deal with those kind of like more social activism -y themes or um, was that something that you kind of began to do more recently and like if it was like a choice to begin to do it why and when i have always read books to students um picture books to students even in my as a fifth grade teacher and i've always used them as a way to portray lessons and you know sometimes they're just for fun but i uh, i think i've always had the lens of trying to read books to students that have something meaningful to teach them particularly um, around issues of uh, race, culture, tolerance, those types of things. I do it because I feel like picture books are a way that provide us an avenue into talking about potentially difficult situations and they make them really relatable and understandable for students so that they can say, oh, I see this character, this is what's happening, I can connect with that rather than just an adult like spewing things at them that they, they may not understand. Um, I have focused much more so on um, activism, uh, voting rights, racial inequality, those things in recent years because of the, in light of recent events that have just really sparked my 
thoughts, uh, even my own work for myself, um, learning about uh, race and what that means in society and being a, not a person of color and how, uh, what privileges I have and then what responsibilities I have as well. What do you find so valuable about like reading about these kinds of subjects to kids and to students, um, especially like in Palo Alto as a community? The value of reading these books to students is immense. Students, um, even the very young ones, are aware aware of race and social differences. There's actually studies that show that children as young as three are are aware of their skin color and aware of differences of skin color with other people. Um, It's important to talk about these issues with kids so that they learn about people um, from different cultural backgrounds, religious groups, economic groups, differently abled people, those in the LGBT community, etc. And as residents of Palo Alto, so many of our students do benefit from having well-educated parents, but what students discuss at home with parents or learn from parents varies widely. So it's really important that at school, it's an equal playing field for everyone, and we talk about these issues with all of the students. Um, although we're very fortunate that our students in Palo Alto come from diverse backgrounds, we should not take for granted that they understand how to coexist with others who are different from them. The books I choose to share with students purposefully introduce them to characters who look like them and those who don't. Um, In the educational community, we call this mirrors and windows. Could you go more into the mirrors and windows thing? Sure. Mirrors are um, books that show characters that mirror the student. So similar racial background, ethnic background, cultural background, um, economic background. uh, Windows are students that are different than they are, that, that provide them a window into looking at a different culture. Um, and I really try hard to find books that are celebratory in nature, that show those different backgrounds um, that, as the protagonist in the story, you know, not, the, not the, the oppressive kind of story that sometimes we tend to fall back on for people of color. Um, I want to see, I want students to be able to see those characters in the starring role, so to speak, that um, in positive experiences. What has the reception from parents been? Have you faced any pushback? And if so, how have you responded to this? So I have actually never, ever had a parent say anything negative about the books that I read to students. If anything, they're very uh, positive and very responsive. If I would have had any negative uh, feedback, I would happily sit down with the parent and talk to them about what their concerns were and then read through the book with them and explain to them why I chose the book. Um, And then in the library, we actually have a, a formal procedure if there is any sort of challenge to a book, if you will. Um, But the kinds of challenges and book bannings that are happening in other states in the U.S. are not happening here, thank goodness. Would you recommend that parents read books with social justice themes to their kids at home, like outside of library time? Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Picture books are also a great way for parents to introduce these things to their their children. It gives parents an avenue to talk about those hard topics and really just kind of see where their kids are and what they're talking about. Um, The elementary librarians last year came up with um, a seven-day equity challenge. We based it on the 21-day, I don't know if you knew about the 21-day equity challenge, but last year the district put out a 21-day equity challenge where you did things for 21 days and there were video links and things, books you can read and TED Talks you can watch and all that stuff. And so the elementary librarian said, hey, we really want to do something so that our students can, you know, participate in this. And so we came up with um, seven questions 
uh, about race and culture that parents could just one question every day and then supporting um, picture books that went with those questions. Our teachers at Walter Hayes are actually doing that right now. They're doing the seven day challenge with students in their classrooms. Is that something that you're hoping to be able to continue to do every year? Yes, absolutely. What are some of your book recommendations? Like what are your favorite books? That... I have so many. Aureli is a Dreamer that just came out this year. It's a story written by a, a DACA recipient and talks about her um, immigrating from Mexico and her family immigrating from Mexico and their struggle, her struggle to stay in the United States. The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander, who is a phenomenal um, African-American author. Uh, it's a story about the resilience and the perseverance of African-Americans and the, the illustrations are beautiful. It won a Caldecott and a Newbery Award in the same year. And there's only three books in history that have ever done that, so that's pretty cool. Um, Sharice's Big Voice, uh, A Native Kid Becomes a Congresswoman by Sharice Davids and Nancy K. Mays and Paula Steckley. This is a story about um, a Native American woman who is also part of the LGBTQ community um, who becomes a congresswoman and her story. And so there's like diversity and, and ethnicity, there's all those things combined. So it really um, is a great book to read with students. Um, we Are Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom talks about um, a native group of people and their fight to keep, um, in the book it's portrayed as a snake, but it's the pipeline that the native peoples are trying to keep out of their native lands and ruin, ruining or, or negatively affecting their water supply. Um, and then two more, um, Just Ask, Be Brave, Be Different, Be You by Sonia Sotomayor, who is a Supreme Court Justice. Um, it's a fabulous book about just being yourself and, and thinking about what's great about you. And I think it just speaks to all students. So it's a great book for them to, to see. And also written by um, a woman who is a woman of color. And then The Proudest Blue, a story of hijab and family um, by Ibtihaj Muhammad. It talks about um, where hijab comes from and, it, and it's from a point of pride and it really celebrates it and in a way that students can see oh, you know, maybe they don't understand like why people wear hijab or they've seen it before and they're not really sure. Maybe their parents don't know what to tell them. Um, so this is a really great story that um, introduces that as well. You can never read too much. There are so many more books now that are being written um, by authors, by authors of color to, you know, put those issues out there. And it's, um, it's really good to see. And so I'm trying really hard to add those titles to the library. It's just important to, to keep talking about these issues because the more we talk about it, I feel like the more understanding we will be of, of our differences and hopefully be less divisive and more, you know, cohesive. Thank you for listening to this podcast from KPLY. For more stories from KPLY, check us out on SoundCloud or Spotify at KPLY Pally Radio. A special thank you to Jennifer Ford for her interview and to Megatrax for providing music. This has been Olga Muse for KPLY.